of Wendy's um, heart, actually, is to see people step into all that God has for them and to, to grow. And they're doing things. part of our vision as a church is to build a thriving community. So we need that to happen. And Wendy's been such an incredible encouragement to us in the times that you've spoken and in all manner of different contexts. Uh, leads in uh, at Kin's Church regularly as well as uh, Kin's Arms Church. Uh, someone else needs to do the notices, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, thank you very much. And um, <laughs> yeah, Lisa Kin's arms and is an incredible encouragement to us. So we love her to pieces. It's great to have you here with us for the entire day. Yeah. Over to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Morning. Thanks for that worship. It was. It's just so fun to be here. Like there was some of the most passionate bunch of worshippers that I'm around. I get to travel quite a lot, so be super encouraged to worship in. And I've got a brilliant team with me, um, Claire and Andy and Kate and Faith. Just give us a wave. Yeah. So it's always fun to travel in team. And uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning, if that's okay with you guys, um, because I just want to uh, not speak for so long as you may be used to. So I've put a timer on. I'm going to be very disciplined. Um, what did you say? Just two hours, yeah. Um, but uh, this, this, um, this time last year, I, was, I felt like um, God speaks to me about us needing more awe and wonder in the church. And I remember speaking at the King's Arms. Don't put that up yet. Too late. You spoiled my, spoiled my thunder. Um, I remember speaking in the King's Arms, and I said to them, guys, we really need more awe and wonder in the church. And my sense was we needed more awe and wonder at Jesus for several reasons, but the two main reasons was one, uh, so that we are more amazed at Him. Like we've we've got to we've got to be more amazed at Jesus. We've got to know what He's like and what He's able to do. We've just got to see His power on display. I also felt like we need more awe and wonder in the church for the sake of the world around us, because the more we're amazed at Jesus, the more we'll be able to reveal Him to other people. But if you don't get amazed at Jesus in the church, you haven't got much to take away to other people who don't yet know Him. So, I was speaking in the church. I told them this 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 information and then the following Sunday uh, it was Christmas season and little did I know that the, the couple of people who do word art had been asked to come up with two words to stick on the wall of the auditorium now you can go to that slide um, and this was it awe and wonder or yes yes amazing I had no idea they'd asked them to pray and this was what was stuck at the front of the auditorium and the truth is, I'm still living with a sense of we need more awe and wonder in the church. I just love how Hannah led us this morning. It was all about beholding Jesus, awe and wonder. And uh, I think it's so important that we grow in awe and wonder as believers. And I think one of the main ways you grow in awe and wonder at Jesus is by leaving space for him to do the amazing things that only he can do. So what I want to do this morning is I want to leave space for Jesus to break in and do what only he can do. Because I don't want you to be impressed with me. In fact, this preach is probably one of the least impressive I've ever written. Um, which I'm totally fine with because more and more God is speaking to me about the fact that when I travel, I need to leave people amazed at him, not impressed with me. And so that's what I'm longing for. I love uh, Paul when he wrote to the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 2, 4-5. He says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. 
In other words, Paul said, I don't want you to be impressed with me or to your faith to be rest on, my, rest on my experience or what I've taught you. I want you to be impressed with him and your faith to rest on his power and his ability. And so I want to speak for, for a short amount of time about actually the whole area of healing. I want to speak about healing this morning. I, I don't know if you know, did you know this? Okay, you've already told everyone, because I was like, well, oh, no, you did, but everyone, because the stories, the stories have come through of someone's spine was healed, a collarbone was healed, I was like, whoa, Jesus, this is so cool, you're setting this up, so I'm encouraged, um, uh, but I, I'm going to keep it simple, and then we're going to leave space for God to come and do what only he can do, and I'm trusting that he's going to heal people, I'm sure he could be healing people as I'm speaking, he may already have healed people, because he is in the room. And just a quick caveat before I launch into talking about healing, we could do a whole school looking at the subject of healing. There's so much I could talk about. There's so much theology we could delve into. There's so many questions people have around healing. There's a stack of mystery and pain because often we have to live with the unanswered questions of why didn't that person get the breakthrough that we were longing for? And I live with that myself in my own journey. But I can't unpack all of that this morning, okay? Um, what I want to do is I want to keep it simple. And I want us to come to God's words with, with fresh eyes and childlike faith of just believing what we read. And kind of put the mystery in a box to one side. It's really important that we process the mystery and the pain of the unanswered prayers. We've got to do that. And I can send a talk to these guys to pass on to you that I've done that covers all of that. But this morning, I want to look at what does God's word say and us to come like children and say, okay, this is what God says. This is what I'm going to believe this morning. So we're going to look at two, uh, looking at Jesus, and uh, we're going to answer a couple of questions, and then we're going to pray. So if you've got your Bibles, quickly turn to Mark chapter 9, verse 14. Well, actually, go to verse 20. I'll give you the story. So Mark 9, verse 20. This is the story where Jesus heals the demon-possessed boy, this little boy who's been oppressed by a demon, and the demon has often thrown the little boy into, near to fires or tried to kill this little boy, and the father brings the little boy to the disciples and says, please help us, I want my little boy to be free. And if you know the story, you'll know the disciples can't help, they, they can't do anything about it. And then Jesus rocks up, and uh, then... Uh, he sees what's going on, he says, what's happening? And the disciples explain the situation. Then Jesus says, bring the boy to me. Okay, we pick up in verse 20. If anyone's got it to hand, can you just read it? Come, just run up here and read it down the mic. 20 to 24. Anyone want to come? Yeah, so read out verse 20 to 24. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I got that right. <laughs> you know and they brought the boy to him and when the spirit saw him immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth and Jesus asked his father how long has the beat has this been happening to him and he said from childhood and it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him but if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us and Jesus said to him if you can there's no question mark there, so maybe I shouldn't say that. If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Brilliant. So what's the question the father asked Jesus? 
that w there's no question mark again, uh, next to it, but I'm assuming it's a question. But what's the, what's the, what's the question that, that the father asked Jesus about his son? If you can, if you can. Okay, so Jesus says, bring the boy to me. The father explains what's going on. He says, if you can do anything, please heal him. And so his question is to Jesus around healing, can you do it? Is it possible? Are you able? Are you able to actually bring change to my son? If you can, please do this. Often those are questions we can come to Jesus with around healing. It's like we can have, we have a ladder of the ease and difficulty of breakthrough. Okay, what would be at the bottom of the ladder? Things like headaches. They're easy to heal. So yes, I can do that. But we look at things that are incurable, things like cancer. People, people who are wrestling with incurable conditions for years and years, and they're at the top of the ladder. And often our question can be, can you? Are you actually able to do this, Jesus? Is it possible? And I love Jesus' response to the Father. Anything is possible for those who believe. Anything is possible for those who believe. Nothing is impossible with God. He can heal every pain, every disease, every situation. He can bring change to those situations. Anything is possible for them, who, those who believe. And I love the Father's response because it resonates so much with me. I do believe. Help my unbelief. Anyone else relate to that? That's often where I live around the whole area of healing. Jesus, I believe you can do absolutely anything. I really do. You have all the power and all the authority, but I still wrestle with, really? I still have to have that wrestle in my heart. I know that's helpful to know, but that's where I spend most of my time. I know you can do it, Jesus. Help me where my heart still doesn't believe it. But the first question is, are you able? Can you? Is it possible? And Jesus very clearly says, anything is possible for those who believe. And then we see that he can help where we don't quite believe. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? And the boy gets set free when Jesus deals with it. That's the first question. The second passage I want us to look at is Matthew 8, verses 1 to 3. Someone can jump there and then run up here and read it. Matthew 8, verses 1 to 3. Emma's coming, I can see. <laughs> when he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Brilliant. Okay. Another healing story with a different question. What's the, what's the question the lep leper leprous man asked Jesus? Huh? If it's, yeah, if you will, if you will. So the leper knows that Jesus is able. He, he knows he can do it, but he comes to Jesus and says, if it's your will, if you will, you can make me clean. In other words, do you want to do it? I know you can heal me, but do you want to heal me? Is it your heart to heal me? Have you got compassion enough to want to bring breakthrough for me? Is it in your heart to want to do that? And if I'm honest, this is the side of the stuff that I struggle with the most, personally. Um, I, I, I've already said, sometimes I, I definitely know Jesus can do anything, but I have that little tussle. But this is the question often I have to wrestle with, with Jesus. And it's because I haven't often or always seen the breakthrough to the prayers that I've been praying in the way that I want to see them happen. 
in my own body. So I've gone on a journey of quite a lot of sickness. And so the question comes into my head, Jesus, I know you're able, you can do anything, but this has been my experience. So the question often in my head is, do you really want to? Like, I know you can, but I haven't seen it manifest in this way or that way. Do you really want to break in? And that is the wrestle I often go through. And this, this story really helps me because the leper is in the same boat. And he says, I know you can do it, but do you want to do it? And Jesus says, I am willing, be cleaned, be healed. And instantly he's healed. And this is why we have to live with a mystery box, because that is the truth of scripture. Is Jesus willing to bring healing? Yes. Is he able? Absolutely. Does he always do it? No. How do you put those things together? You can't, in my opinion. Someone who's a bit more theological might be able to explain it. My experience is I don't think you can understand fully and explain healing. And so in my own life, I have to hold on to childlike faith of he's able, he's willing. In this instance, I haven't experienced it in the way I've longed to, but I'm just going to stick that in a mystery box and deal with the pain of that so that I can come back to believing he's willing, he's able, so I can keep praying. Does this make sense? The other alternative is that you don't have a mystery box and you don't deal with the pain and you try to understand it all and you get your knickers in a twist and you stop praying for healing. And here's the deal. If you stop asking Jesus and praying for healing, you stop seeing miracles. Only see it if you keep asking. And the truth is we're never told this side of heaven how much healing we can see. It doesn't list it in scripture. You can see this amount, but you won't see that amount. What we are taught in scripture is to pray and never give up. So the biblical principle we have to hold on to is Jesus says, pray and never give up. Pray and never give up. And that's what we've got to hold on to. And so the answers we need to hear this morning, and I want us to come like children and believe, okay, Father, you are able and you are willing. And so we're going to ask you this morning, we're going to come to you this morning with fresh expectation wondering, I wonder what Jesus is going to do this morning as we pray for some people to experience healing in their bodies. Anything is possible for Jesus, and healing is what he loves to do. It's what he absolutely loves to do. It's who he is. It's what he absolutely loves to do. And so I want us to take some time to pray. Is that all right with everyone? I'm going to lead you through, and we're going to see what Jesus wants to do. And so let's all stand together just to start with.